Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. We are going to today talk about sex. Your favorite subject, Rhea, I know. <laughs> but also, we've all, when look, we've done episodes on Let's Talk Dirty is a three-part season all about sex, and I'm sure we're going to be referencing a bit of it today. Yes, I imagine we will. And, you know, it is a very, we talk, we've written about it in the books. And okay. in fact, we have a book coming out that's all about sex, love magic, love sex magic, however you want to phrase yeah. it, right? Whatever order has so not been So sex determined. is really important. Yes. Right? Sex is super important. And it's because we all actually, most of us love sex well as humans I'm, we are sexual beings it's part right. of our it's how we're created also yeah, I just mean, as a side it's note. part of our biology like, <laughs> even you know there's no such thing as like doing it right or doing it wrong when it comes to sex about it between two consenting people or more yes yeah. no what i mean like yeah. you know of course yeah but what i mean is like you know some people define sex as penetration some people don't some people define sex as x some people define, define it as y so before we kind of get into this can we just have a quick one minute recap sex and spirituality we'll talk about it but not yet okay fine what do you want to talk about okay so i wrote the books so i have 14 books of erotic romance and you and i have discussed why do i keep it in the in the erotic format right because i was kind of told that it could possibly be a potential success potential being operative word if i cleaned it up Yes. And when you mean clean it up, it's remove, remove. All references to Pussy and Cog. <laughs> <laughs> and any other euphemism of God and, yeah. you know, maybe just graphic words and scenes effectively, yeah. right? Yeah. And, I, and I went to you and I was like, well, I just don't know what to do. Maybe I could, but it doesn't feel right. Yeah. And you're so supportive. I mean, to the point of being my enabler, but we we do that for each other, which is what many literally. partnerships are. It's exactly. Just... <laughs> and what I, what do I call myself? I literally call myself a professional enabler. I am. But in that's any what part- KMB is. It's, we're professionally enabling people. In any we partnership, you partner with people who will enable you in part to see you be your best self and mm. see you grow. So you have to be able to be to push yourself. And sometimes you need the cheerleader in the corner who's like, you're doing great, even if you're sort of fucking up. So I went to you and I was like, okay, well, in your opinion, as an avid romance reader as well, what do you think? And you said, well, you could, but, and that's exactly how I felt. I could, but, Mm. and something really didn't feel right. Mm. And I remember thinking, okay, and I think you asked me, well, then why did you do it in the first place? Why did you write such graphic sex scenes? And I thought, well, I did it because to me, contemporary romance, yes, there are a lot of rules in romance, people. It's kind of crazy how rules-driven a genre it is. But for me, people need to get used to more graphic sex because we've sanitized it to the point where we don't really know what it looks like, what it feels like, unless we have it on an individual You know, Mm. unless we have enough individual experience. Mm. But a lot of people are losing themselves in the Mm. fantasy and the stories more than real life experiences. And what I wanted to match in the only language that worked for me, may not work for everybody else, was I wanted to match that experience on the pages. You know, when we talk about, you know, let's talk dirty and we discussed what it is about sex that can be spiritual or, you know, why did I even go down that road? There's just, to me, there needed to be more light around romance and sex and I really wanted to dispel the sort of sanitized version that was obviously the predominant 
practice in romance, right? And so it just worked for me. And so while I could clean up my series enough to make it more appealing to a wider audience, I just decided I can't because that didn't feel right to me. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I know. I'm <laughs> Sad agreeing. for my book sales, though. <laughs> you look, at the end of the day, how many of us can say that we've had incredible, incredible sex? Mm. I don't think very many of us can. And if we can, it probably felt like it was a long ass time ago. And we're not sure if it even was that incredible or whether our memories have made it feel incredible. <laughs> so, and a big part of that is because we, even though we seem to be preoccupied and obsessed with sex, we actually, when it comes to sex mm. and push comes to shove and it's time to act on the words, all, all of those fantasies kind of fly out the window because all of a sudden you have effectively what it is, is like fantasy performance anxiety. Oh, absolutely. But I think that's also about, and I remember you saying this in, in the Let's Talk Dirty series, Mm-hmm. where you were discussing about the power imbalance between men and women in sex. Yeah. yeah. And the mask, sorry, more it's the masculine feminine energy. So that's actually nothing to do with biological male, biological female genders, any of that. We're right. talking about energetically because we both, all of us within us have both male and female energies. Yes. Because different energies do different things. Yes. The masculine energy is more about action and mm-hmm. outwards, yeah. whereas the female energy is more about kind of creation. Mm-hmm. And actually, in some ways, the feminine energy is the one that's much more potent and powerful. It is. Yeah. It really is. It was that lack of balance that kind of compelled me to write my series because I wanted to explore it and understand it a bit. And it's a lot easier if you're sort of playing these stories out because then I can sort of see it, you know, on a page. But it is. I think we said back then, masculine, feminine energies, it's not a 50-50 thing, right? Mm -hmm. It kind of has to do with the predominant energy that's, I wouldn't say external, but what we're playing in. And I think at the time it was like 60-40, male-female. Did that sound right? Yeah. But what that means is that the most, so the predominant energy is the one that controls sex, which then skews toward the feminine. Okay, and and the reason why we say this, and if people find that really surprising and or triggering, Mm -hmm. the one thing we would say is that if you look at the general attitudes towards sex, even though the masculine seems to control sex in terms of the power and the imposing, Mm -hmm. actually in terms of the average male... They're the ones chasing for sex. You don't. Yes. You only have to go on any kind of sex app to see that the amount of males compared to the amount of females is massively different. Yeah. And the women tend to hold all the power as to whether they want or want not to have sex. Yes. And that is in our rhetoric. It's in our standard behavior. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, you get married. Oh, we just hope the wife still wants to have sex. If you find a woman who likes sex, there's something wrong with her. Mm-hmm. If you found a man who doesn't really necessarily like sex, there's something wrong with him. So actually, if you look at it, when we look at our socialized preconceived notions on what it means to be masculine mm-hmm. and want sex or the relationship between the masculine and the sex and the relationship between the feminine and sex and again we're just going to say this we're talking about these things in terms of just very general yes. terms is that actually it is skewed towards the feminine mm-hmm. when it comes to actually whether or not you can have sex it's usually mm-hmm. usually in the hands of the female mm-hmm. Or in the feminine energy. Yeah. And that is something that was quite a shock to me when you said it, but took a long time for me to kind of think about. And then I was like, motherfuck, she's right. Hmm. She is right. (laughs) Because as a woman, if I decide I want to go out and have sex tomorrow, I can have sex tomorrow. Yeah. Whereas if a man decides he wants to have sex tomorrow, and I've heard this from the people around me, you know, it's not as easy. Because of all of this, we don't really have any like healthy examples Mm. of what it means to be kind of a balanced sexual being 
mm-hmm. interacting with other balanced sexual beings. Oh gosh, no. You know, Not at all. there's there's chase, there's stop. I mean, even if you think about there's like, games. The sta- oh my god, the standard kind of like bullshit of don't sleep with him until like date four because if you sleep with him before, he's going to run off. He's going to get what he wants, and then he's all he wants. Yeah, and then all men want. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's just bullshit. It's just all bullshit. And the thing is, is that we know this. Someone could leave you at any point, whether or not they have sex with you first. Next episode means nothing. I will get there. But you know what I mean? Like it's all bullshit. It's true. And then there's also the backlash over. You know, women were taught to be free and to be feminist means you can have sex at any time. And now they're you know later in life miserable, etc. Because they gave it away all the time. Because actually, if you look at it, one of the main reasons why we don't have sex is judgment and shame. Yeah. So that's all very much like separation polarity crap, right? Mm -hmm. We feel that it's wrong. We feel that it's bad. We feel like we're slutty. We're having it too much. We're having it too little. Like the the amount of separation and polarity when it comes to sex and how much it's been governed Mm -hmm. and how that stifles us as being sexual beings is just insane yeah. oh i didn't and that's what and, that. and that's what keeps us out of our power isn't it because we can't explore it in a harmonious way no yeah. we're too ashamed to even explore it within our own bodies 100 percent. yeah so when it comes to finally exploring it with someone else we bring so much baggage to it and that it can't even be experienced in the mm. way in which it's meant to from yeah. a very conscious place. And then the amount of pressure you're putting on yourself, the amount of judgment you're putting on yourself for feeling anything sexual at all. And then the other person also feels th- like scared to be judged or whatever mm-hmm. else. You've got, it just becomes a fucking mess. Yeah. And we're all in separation. And then at the end of the day, like we're not actually sexual beings. No, we're not sexual beings and therefore we're not empowered beings because people who's, who, police their own sex lives or allow their sex lives to be policed are not people who are in their power. So what's the opposite? There's more to being a fully actualized being, but that begins with, or one of the things that aids that, I should say, Mm. because it can begin with many things. For some, Mm. sexual freedom or empowerment could just be one of the many pieces that come, you know, that play into becoming an actualized person. But if you don't have that thing pretty much figured out, it does keep you out of your power. And as we had discussed before, so I'm I'm just trying really hard to not repeat ourselves a gazillion times, you know, when we experience sex with somebody with whom we have a strong connection, and it could still be a a friends with benefits situation, but it has to be one where there's, you know, mutual respect and some kind of light. You know, we don't have to say love, but... How do you know if there's light? Just when you're with the person, it just feels right. Yeah, there's just a really strong mutual attraction. How do you know if someone's attracted to you? I've always wanted to know this. Well, how attracted are you to them? And what's it like to be in their energy? So do you think you can feel when someone's attracted to you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Interesting. You just have to get out of your head. (laughs) People who are really in their heads would really struggle with that bit. But do you think you can just feel it? You just know? Yeah. And it's not as simple as they can just get it up. No, but uh, I mean, sadly for men, it do- that does kind of help. Yeah. You know, that makes it on their end a bit more obvious than for women. So yeah, women get true. to play coy in a way, whereas, yeah. you know, although a guy can be stimulated, but still not be fully attracted to a person. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because that's just part of their biology. You, I guess you just know. Okay, yeah. interesting. I think so. Yeah. You know, but when we have... I was asking you know, guidance. <laughs> So when you experience sex with, you know, a strong connection, an orgasm, you you get to connect to your divine self, right? But the thing about that is that it's really just 
for a moment. It is a sort of transient experience. It's not something that you take away. And so it's not as if you're having sex, you know, so many times a day. So that way you can kind of stay in that sort of euphoric (laughs) dopamine rush air, you know, space where you carry that through your day. But if you're doing it regularly, I would say that you could kind of keep it somewhat consistent. But could you not also get into your divine self through other other means? Of course, of course. So but it's just for one humans, of the ways. It's one of the ways. And for humans, it was the quickest way. It what are the, the other ways? the easiest way. You could, you can transcendental meditate, trend, you know, you could sort of practice TM. Um, and for someone who's in 5D and higher consciousness plus on their fate? I mean, generally that would be a given that you're that connected that you don't need it fine that's what i was curious right it's about. just a nice bonus by okay then. okay it's like candy floss okay fine. <laughs> i mean that it's really it. nice pleasant and you know lovely and mm. i like to have it but at the same time mm. it doesn't have enough nutrients for me to like to sustain me fine. <laughs> right fine yeah so candy floss cotton candy whatever you mm. call it but then why is sex so relevant when it comes to spirituality other oh. than divine realization or however you want to call it so the reason why sex is so relevant when it comes to spirituality and for some reason guidance said this did not come up in the let's talk dirty series so forgive me in advance if it had but for some reason they've kind of said it hasn't which is until you can come into your fullest sexual self Mm. you really cannot ever know true freedom and by the way they're that I, important but can i just ask you something mm-hmm. being your truest sexual self might be the person who just says i don't like sex right that's fair and that's okay there aren't that many people out there though yeah i know but i'm just saying like right. your truest sexual self is a true reflection of your sexuality yes it's and, not what you think and it yes needs to and be. it could be and it could be that you've just made that choice but that's rare okay that is Fine. really rare yes there are some Fine. people who have come into this into this world, into this life to experience celibacy. Mm. But that's really rare. It's actually a really small number. Okay, so let me ask you a question then. Mm -hmm. How do you know you're in your fullest sexual self? You're treating yourself with respect, right? You've got your self-respect is completely dialed in. You have the capacity to enable intimacy. Intimacy, which is what we discussed in the previous season, right? For, For yourself and for your partner. And also, you've come into a larger version of your identity. And so this is, again, this is the season of what if it never happened in the first place. So if you've shed your identity, if you've killed your ego, burned out your fear, killed your karma, right, the whole karmic undoing process, and who you are, which is a very humbling thing to go through, can you then take that self and bring that to another person or a sexual scenario so the way we've behaved or the way that we have approached sex because of karma and separation we just assume that sexual freedom is having sex with whomever we want that's pretty much where we've kind of been seeing those lines pushed right yeah but it's actually this is interesting well maybe it's obvious to some but it's having sex when we want Mm. with whom we want Mm. whenever we want Mm. wherever we want Mm which is something that most people can't speak to. I'm going to ask a question. You ask that question. Don't you, that assumes that the other person wants to have sex with us. 
whenever we want, whoever we want, whenever we <laughs> yes. want. Yes, yes. So that isn't, that's not something that relies entirely just on you. It relies on the other person. Yeah. Is it specific to a person? Mm. Otherwise it's a bit rapey. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> it's, this is all consensual, people. When you are in the space, you know, I did ask guidance about that. Like here we are talking about... Having sex whenever, wherever, exactly. With whoever. Yeah, and so that can sound a little rapey. That can sound also, a little, but also it's like you know, saying, I'm, I want to have sex with I don't know last year's Oscar winner, right? Right. And yeah, well, that's you know that's fantasy though. But how is that different? It might be who I who I want. This is like the I realistic want. world where okay. you know the person you know you, you have you're having like you know cons- them already. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. and there's some kind of attraction there. Yeah, it's or like, you're not getting any, but you're like so free and clear, right, of everything that you're like, I am desirous of a, <laughs> let's go back to the previous yeah. episode, I am desirous of a sexual partner, okay. yeah? Want- and I'm coming at it from this space, this mm. conscious space. So when you're saying it sounds a bit rapey and I was looking at some of these notes and I was like, oh my God, am I going to have to talk about pedophilia and shit like that? And the this, the very dysfunctional and by dysfunctional i mean but the thing is while those well yes that involved those acts involve sex we don't really consider it sex it's really a mental and sometimes emotional and often spiritual issue that is being played out through the act of but is not does not have anything to do with the kind of sex we're talking about, which is why it doesn't really need to enter the conversation. Because that's not a relationship at all. But what happens if you've had sex with someone for a while and then they disappear and you're like, but I want to have sex with them again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't make that to. happen. Does that mean you're not a fully sexual self, sexual freedom? No, no. It just means that it's time to find someone else. <laughs> I see. So when you're talking about sexual freedom, it's, I can do this. I wouldn't stop myself from having sex with who I want, when I want, where I want. Yes. Not that I can just demand it and it comes. No, of course It's not. more that I am free to say yes. Yes. Rather than. Yes. It needs to happen for me to know my freedom. I am free to realize Okay, this. fine. That makes a lot because more sense. This, yeah, because it's the fullest okay. expression so of my being. So if that person who I'm like desiring to have sex with tomorrow messages me going are you free tomorrow and I'm like oh no I mustn't because society dictates I can't look easy right that's not <laughs> sexual freedom give away the cow yeah. or something the, What's the, milk, the milk the milk but like that's not sexual freedom no right? not at all if I'm like actually yes I want to and I say yes that is sexual freedom absolutely but most people aren't because there's too many conditions in place yeah and we're still dealing with the ramifications of even if we are healed or you know we are at one, still some people might have that trauma or pattern. I would say trauma, but they might still have the pattern. I'm just thinking about it. Oh, I like, and when you talk about it, it's, there are actually so many unspoken rules around it. Like some people will be like, you know what, actually, I only want to have sex with someone who I'm in love with. All right. Okay. I'll take a while. You know, I only want to have sex with someone when they've taken me out for dinner and we've gone on three days. I'm like, did you determine these rules? And why did you determine these rules? Mm-hmm. Oh, I really want to have sex with someone when the lights are off. I only want to have sex with someone if they make me feel a certain way before we do. I only want to have sex with someone if, like, there is so many, like, but I do secretly want to have sex with them. But because they haven't fulfilled these unspoken or spoken criteria, I can't let myself. So to be sexually free in what you're saying and to have that sexual freedom mm-hmm. for me means I allow myself to follow my urges and say yes when I want to say yes. Yes. 
And as well, I'm, I'm assuming say no when I want to say no too, because that's just the flip side of the same exact coin. Right? Absolutely. And I have the courage to be able to stand by that no. Or by that, yes. To be fully spiritual and alive in human form is to know freedom. But as we understand, you know, karma and separation has really kept us out of that. There's so yeah. many other super spiritual reasons I can also give about our lack of freedom. But we're having, and that's kind of well, like, like... Give me one or two just words. You brought it up, so now I'm curious. Oh, just past life stuff. Just stuff like that. Like... <laughs> I mean, I I had to say it because it's true, but we're not going to go into it. It just really, it just has to do with planetary stuff, soul origin stuff. and So that would make you not feel free? Yeah. Forever? Yeah. Or could you undo it? Oh, you can totally undo it. Everything's possible. And karma and burning out or the karmic undoing process really helps free people from all of that fine so it just doesn't naturally so you don't have to right because it yeah. always comes down to you know our freedom and power yeah right the more in our power we are the freer we are therefore some stuff so, which may or may not have held us back we might get it in like a different way to burn it through exactly. that might not necessarily look like a past life thing or a soul origin thing mm -hmm. but uh, or a planetary thing or whatever you want to discuss it as exactly but we just sort it out because again this is about also being in grounded real person right we have it upside down because so often people think to be spiritual is to be less uh, sexual and celibate but from what i when i look at these people when i hear these things about oh i mustn't have sex or i mustn't and i'm thinking you're missing out on all this amazing feeling and power yeah 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 and so we yeah and we waste all that creative power that we have through our sexual prowess i can use that term thank you we give it too much time and attention in a way in which it negates our power or diminishes it. And we give so much atten more attention to dating and relationships because we want the security. Mm. We want the validation. We mm. want the affirmation that the person yeah. after we sleep with us, after we sleep with them won't ghost us. Yeah. Well, if you're that concerned that somebody might ghost you or if you're that sensitive that you don't want that to happen, okay, well then maybe look at that. Look at that. Maybe examine then why are you... Mm. Look, it doesn't feel good to sleep with someone and then never see them again. Obviously, no. I can imagine, like, of well, course. Well, some really don't mind. No, no, I'm saying if you wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was like, mm, I don't know. No, no, in the sense, like, it doesn't feel good if you want to see someone again and then somehow you're like, oh, they're no longer interested. Our minds can go to a lot of dark places. Like, oh, was it, you know, yeah. my technique? Was it, <laughs> was it actually that they just wanted to see, you know, like, we, yeah. our mind can go to a lot of excuses and things like that. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, in those situations... Were they to happen? It's kind of like, well, in the moment, I chose yes. Yes. And so in that choice, I'm responsible for all the things that happen afterwards. Exactly. Right? And if I don't feel I can take responsibility for that for fact that, that they might, might not see them for again. For that potential fallout, then, okay, what am I doing here yeah. then? And that links back to the, the previous episode when we were discussing relationships. And it's like, how would I feel if I never saw you again? In more spiritual words that you put them in, right? Okay. That was the number one, which was like, could I live without this person? Yeah. Right. And ultimately, that is the truth. It's like we are all all right, fine. You connected with that person for one night, but that or one hour or one minute. Yeah. And it's an amazing experience that will always be a part of you. Therefore, they'll always be a part of you and you'll always be a part of them. Right. Because mm -hmm. even if we just live on in each other's memories, we've shaped each other in one way or another. Yeah. But it's no guarantee. And sex has never been a guarantee that anyone's going to stick around? No, that's just sort of the lie we were sold. Well, to be honest, the only separation. way they would stick around, I guess, in older times, was when you would have a baby and then you'd be forced to get married. But actually, 
But like, even then, what is that union? So our sex, and by that, I don't mean our gender or anything. I mean, our sex belongs to us. It means everything we do sexually is up to us and no one else. It isn't tied to a particular person. It's not about the other or others. It is not at all. It is our sex. It is our choice to do what we want with it. Mm-hmm. Now, I grant you that those who argue that it has gone to the other end of the spectrum where it seems so extreme where everybody's just fucking their brains out or trying or whatever and without regard for their partners or you know and yes there's that kind of like the rise of stds because you know these the younger generations have for they weren't alive in the 80s or just don't remember the aids crisis etc so you know i get that there's like concerns and you know there's all the practical things going on and health issues but what people are really having to take a step back and examine and they're not because they can't have these conversations because everything's bound up in in separation everything's bound up within the tent poles because if you look at the way sex has been policed and we talk about the tent poles of separation in 3d reality which is religion the economy and government right politics that has always governed our sex lives all three and so when we're trying to unbound ourselves right untie ourselves untether ourselves from it naturally what we're going to try to do for many is swing it to the other way Mm. so far that we disconnect ourselves from those power strings right and that is why people are moving so far now if we could manage to cut those strings some other way by just telling ourselves it's fine what i want to doing what i want to do we won't many people won't necessarily swing that far. The reaction and that response by going to the extreme... It's just, I, I know I have some power. I want to exercise it. Well, I or, want to prove money. I do, mm. right? I want to prove I do to the point where I'm not doing this consciously. Mm. Yeah? But if we come into it consciously, most won't necessarily have to go to extremes. Mm. They can really just sort of gravitate with whatever speaks to them Mm. and feels right to them. But then what about sex and love? How does sex and love work in this what-if-it-never-happened place? When you're in higher consciousness, you are in love. You are in love because you are love. Mm. You're so connected to your divine self that you are just emanating light. So whether you are aware of it or not, when you have sex, that light is being expressed. Now, does that mean that you are, quote unquote, in love with your partner or you have to be in love with them? No, but it is important to at least acknowledge that there is some level of love there, right? And that love could come in the form of mutual respect, maybe some form of mutual admiration. Whatever it is, it's just mutual. But would you feel that love and would the other person not necessarily feel it? You know... Possibly. I'm trying to understand. Possibly, but that's because they're less conscious. Now, if you've got two fully conscious beings, they're going to be aware. And when you try to remove love from the equation, and I don't mean that you are in love with this person. Yeah, you just are emanating. You know, you go... Or it could be just, I love sex. Let's be honest. That's also a loving moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are people out there that that's... That that they come into it with awareness of that, that that is their base level. And Mm. then that's enough. Yeah. Right. Mm. I mean, 
we're not going to sit here and judge that perhaps there's a whole lot of, you know, other issues at play. Mind you, this is still the season of what if it never happened? Yes, there are no other issues at play. Right. If you really want sex to feel more meaningful to you, and I don't mean meaning in terms of like, they could be the one and therefore, but if the experience... To take on a new you. Yes. Right. If you wanted to have another dimension than one that you've ever, or you don't have experience, you know, maybe you haven't experienced a lot of, is... Well, then how intimate can you get with that person? As in, how close can you get without doing it? And can you build up to that? And that might feel better. Fine. That might feel more real. So really, when it comes to sex, it's a lot about like how you feel Mm -hmm. in their presence. So if you feel like you'll know whether or not someone's attracted to you, Mm -hmm. you'll know whether or not we choose to admit it, you know how you feel during the act, you know how you feel afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that's basically giving you all the information about whether or not you're a fully sexualized being and mm. whether or not they match you. Yeah. And I think people sometimes worry, you know, then there may, maybe there aren't as many matches for me. Yeah. If that's the criteria, right? That's not the case because when we're approaching sex from a, you, you don't have to be the one, we don't have to be in love. Obviously, there's just going to be more candidates. But it just depends on where you are. Where are you? Where are you in your fate? Where are you in your evolution? Are you really? Are you denying your desire for partnership and settling? Or also, and like an episode we had a long time ago, are you allowing partnership and dating to unfold, but you still have a really hot piece on the side? Yeah, I feel like I have to constantly make this distinction of like when you're not in your karma. So you're not therefore seeking... We're in season 10. Yeah. So therefore, you're not seeking the validation or the affirmation where like, you know, look at me. I'm a sexual being. This is amazing. I'm so in my power. But you're just not denying or suppressing your sexual side, right? This dimension of you that is fully realized. Then you just go do it. Mm. And you figure that out. And, you know, plenty of masturbation toys plenty of options out there and also it's about coexisting with our sexual impulses and sexual desires mm-hmm. yeah it's not necessarily about diminishing them or allowing them to come to the fore it's that they are part of us just like i don't know having a banana for breakfast is it's not that i think all day about the banana for breakfast a banana was the wrong fruit choice i know i was um, like <laughs> I mean, um, well your subconscious really played in no it's that also, i'm looking at, literally there's a banana right there that's why i don't think all day about the coffee I had in the morning. Mm-hmm. I don't think all night about the coffee I'm going to have next day, mm-hmm. right? It's just part of my life yeah. and it's something I enjoy in the moment and then my life continues. It's not a focus point of my life, it's but it's something very, very enjoyable that is part of it. Yes. And I think that's the difference. And But that does require us to be in, in harmony with our emotions and our body. Absolutely. And able to be like, this person is not giving me something to validate me, mm-hmm. to prove something to me, for me to prove something to myself or to others right. for whatever other reason of security or name all the fucked up reasons we do or do not have sex mm-hmm. this is just about me recognizing my desires and being able to act on them and acknowledging who i am in the process because the flip side if there was a flip side but you know the other dimension to this <laughs> is you know side. having <laughs> <laughs> bum stuff go on but in my experience that there are just certain cultures or societies that also though they treat sex like it's so disposable it's almost meaningless now that's actually not what we're saying Mm. right and it is really important to to state that i yeah it's not it's not a starbucks (laughs) 
<laughs> but Fair. yeah yeah that it's a moment of where you can be in pure oneness with yourself and other people it's yes. very very special it's just not everything well it's not just everything but it's also just not what we think it is because of because karma told us so or because you know we grew up with such strict parents and you know strict values that all we're doing is just kind of reacting to it right because that's what a lot of people are doing right now is Again, you move to certain extremes because you're reacting. So what is it then? In a sentence, what is sex if it never happened? The divine in action. <laughs> wow, Something you wish you never asked. <laughs> Why don't you answer it yourself? I guess sex is power. There you go. It really is. Oh, which is a divine in action. Fair. Exactly. Okay, fine. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.